0: Hello, and welcome to Zoom with Zarni. In this week's episode, I'll be uh, talking to Danielle Brecker of Empire Indivisible. We have a great conversation about New York State politics and what Indivisible is, how it started, and how you can get involved. It's uh, I, I like having these uh, democracy advocacy groups on because there's a large variety, a large flavor of these groups, and I look forward to talking to them uh every time they come on the program because i always learn something new and i learned a lot from danielle so please stick uh with me here for that interview a little later uh going on right now uh, you know it's february beginning of february and uh things are going pretty good here at the board of elections we're starting to think about inspector classes happening in april and may uh we are putting together our polling sites for march but the most immediate concern is our registration system that we're uh uh moving over to NextVote, oh, our new registration vendor. We've been working all month on that, and we hope to be putting the final touches on that early next week. So tune in for Commissioner Nakar to see how that's going because we'll be talking about that. Well, uh, that's really all that's going on in the political calendar. Uh petitioning will start later this month. Uh, we'll have uh um Uh, signature requirements on February 21st. Uh, And of course, remember, change your party day is uh, February 14th, or as I like to call it, fall in love with your party day. If you are not a registered Democrat, Republican, working families, or conservatives, but you want to be, now's the time to change. So you can vote in the primary in June, but also sign petitions for the candidates of your choice. So thank you very much and enjoy my interview with Danielle Brecker of Empire Indivisible. Bye-bye. And I'm back with my good friend, Danielle Brecker of Empire State Indivisible. She's with a co-lead organizer of uh, this group. And Danielle, thank you very much for coming back on Zoom with Zarney. Hi, great to be
1: here. Glad to be here.
0: So uh, Danielle, you know, I know we talked a year ago and, uh, you know, I, I, uh, people may be familiar with Indivisibles and what they are, but uh, maybe we should like refresh people's memory. What is an Indivisible? How did it start? And what does Empire State Indivisible do?
1: Um, So Indivisibles came to be after the um, 2020 election of the former last president. Um, when everybody was obviously very upset. And basically all it was at the time was a PDF that two former legislative stash- staffers wrote about how to hold your elected leaders to account to kind of combat the Trump agenda. And from that, all these groups sprung out of that, um, that basically their goal was to hold their elected leaders to account. Empire State Invisible was one of those groups, one of many, There, uh, there's... Well over six thousand groups across the country, um, Empire State Indivisible was in a unique place because we're in New York City. We're we cover the whole state, but the num- most of our members are in New York City, and we're you know we have Democrats elected, and we it was hard you know you don't need to kind of hold them to account on, at the House of Representatives when they're already doing what you want. And we soon found that we had this other thing in New York State, in the New York State Senate, called the Independent Democratic Conference. And that was where we decided to focus and defeating those. So the Independent Democratic Conference, as you know, was um, Democratic state senators elected as Democrats who caucused with Republicans to obstruct all sorts of legislation from happening in the state. Um, Probably most notable, Roe v. Wade had never been codified in New York State, held up by this group of of Democratic senators caucusing with Republicans. So Empire State Indivisible focused there with many other groups and we were able to defeat those senators, most of those senators and then get a Senate majority and then a Senate supermajority and another supermajority this year. And that's kind of where we're kind of somewhere in the balance of state with a little bit of um, federal politics.
0: can't hear that's me you know three years into this pandemic i still forget to turn on my 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 mute button all the time but you said uh empire indivisible is uh um you know mainly in new york city but you do uh organize and 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 branch out with the other indivisibles in new york state and indivisibles can be different forms like sometimes they're activist groups sometimes they're online only sometimes they're in person only uh you know sometimes they interact with Democrats,
1: sometimes they don't,
0: right? I mean, it, it, it's a it's a wide variety of different types of groups.
1: It's, it's just about holding to account. So if you're in some part now, right now, Long Island, if you're in Long Island where you have kind of all Republicans, you're holding them to account. The tactics are different than like what I would do with my representative, but it's the idea is holding our elected leaders to account because they work for us.
0: So you know, speaking of that,
1: <laughs> you kind of touched on
0: this, um, you know, it's been about a year since we talked and, um, you know, New York has had kind of an interesting election year. We had redistricting and everything that happened. And I, I really think it's kind of a tale of two cities in, in many ways, because, you know, the governor was reelected. Uh, Lee Zeldin was, a you know, uh, a, a, a real danger, I think, uh, you know, as governor and, uh, and both um, houses, Senate and 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 Assembly, were reelected with uh, veto-proof majorities. Maybe a little bit lesser than they had, but sizably, you know, it's still about the same. But on our congressional side, we wow. lost yeah. three or four seats. And you mentioned Long Island. Uh, we lost. We didn't loot. We didn't pick up the seat here in Onondaga that we thought we might have been able to. Uh, you know, and, and, and then we lost some other seats downstate. So what is Empire uh, you know, State's Indivisibles or
1: or your reaction to what happened, what we saw this last year? Um, I would like to say we were surprised, but I don't think we were. We did a lot of work. We knocked a lot of doors in kind of Westchester, Rockland County kind of area and on Long Island. And, you know, it wasn't, the like the, enthu- the, the people, the dem- the good, solid Democrats we talked to were ready, and like they were ready and going to vote, and they were voting on abortion and on um, democracy issues. But the the it was the other people who just weren't enthusiastic, who just weren't turning out. They weren't excited by the candidates, or they were just tired, fatigued of politics. I'm not quite sure what, and they just didn't go out to vote. And the Republicans turned out to vote. For their candidates. So, um, you know, I don't think we were overly surprised. I think we were thrilled that it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Um, and I, I, this may not be the appropriate thing to talk about, but I think my group, well, I know my group and I am a state committee person, um, feel very strongly that the New York State Democratic Party really failed um, with with many of these races and to help, to support even the governor, who, you know, it was a close race, and there just felt like there wasn't, she wasn't getting that support from the state Democratic Party.
0: But just for the record, there is no inappropriate subject to talk okay, about. Okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. I, I'm okay with anything. Okay. It's an informational podcast. Okay. Uh, I'm actually not a member of the state Democratic Committee, by uh, choice, and uh, it's because uh, I just don't feel in my role as elections commissioner, but in a role as a, you know, general podcaster talking about politics, we got to talk about all these things because they're out there. And, and I, and I think that they're, you know, I think when people lose races, there's a lot of finger pointing, but that's usually because everybody's to blame. So, you know, especially with these races that we're like within single digits, you know, and, in in New York, Allowed george santos to be yes, elected exactly, you know? as
1: well <laughs> yes and
0: and, and 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 while we you know while we pointed to democrats i mean the republicans are to blame too they nominated him twice so you know the, all of these uh you know pearl collection that goes on down uh in nassau right now about george santos from a republican party i'm like well you nominated him twice yeah you, you, didn't did, you clearly any...
1: didn't vet him very well or you did vet him and ignored what you heard yeah. Yeah. yeah and I mean, like, I mean, remember, this isn't a dog catcher position. He, he, he's a congressional candidate. He got
0: significant money from the, from their right. local parties and Republican parties. If they didn't know any of this, then they're just as complicit as anybody else. And, right. and if they did definitely so as well. But so, yeah, so New York, you know, we had this mixed bag and maybe we're the reason why <laughs> there's a speaker, <laughs> yeah. Kevin McCarthy right now, maybe not. <laughs> uh um but uh so where do you think we go from here now uh you know we're in this legislative session and um again it does seem that unified and i use that term loosely unified democratic control of the state government is here to stay for a little bit um what at least for the next four years probably uh what what do you think uh you know what do you th- what
1: is Empire State indivisible focusing on uh, mm-hmm. now? so we are um so we we basically focus on the state budget as well as democracy issues. That's kind of the two areas we're in. um so I'll talk about a little bit about the state budget. so we are um we focus on the state budget. We want a budget that is. just to be blunt, tax the wealthy, the wealthiest New Yorkers to kind of invest in the rest of us who are not the wealthiest New Yorkers. Um, And that's sort of one of our goals. Um, And I, you know, today, and I know this will air in a few weeks, but today this governor's budget came out and, you know, we were very concerned to see many of the things in the budget, but talking about two that are democracy priorities, or one that was a democracy priority of, of, um Empire State Invisible was um, the small donor public matching investment in in um state elections. So basically, there's a program to um do public matching to donors um in state elections. And this is a great program to um, you know, give small donors and community donors a voice to kind of, you know, it basically, you know, maxes out their donations so they can compete with kind of the big special interest donations and, you know, really makes candidates who are maybe more grassroots candidates more competitive. So this was a program that we really fought for back in 2019 and 2020. It's It's been enacted. It started this year with candidates running in the 2024 cycle. And we were hoping the governor was going to put in her budget proposal um, money to not only set up the staff and the office, but to fund the matching funds for the first cycle in this budget that came out today, the office and the staff is funded, but there's only about one-fourth of the money for matching funds. And you know, this is really disappointing. And so one of the things Empire State Indivisible focuses on is kind of lobbying our state, like the state legislators, to do what the governor maybe isn't doing and pushing for that in the budget. That will be one of those things we're pushing for. There are many others I haven't had time to read through the whole governor's budget. I don't know if she funded the New York Voting Rights Act that passed last year. There's some things that need funded there. I'm hoping that she did fund them. But if she didn't, that becomes a really great law that does amazing things that is an unfunded mandate.
0: Yeah. And it's important to remember, you know, I I try to talk to my uh, fellow commissioners about this and uh, and and people who are supporting democracy efforts, the governor's budget is the first step in this process. There then becomes two House bills, uh, one in the Assembly, one in the Senate, and then there's the three people in a room uh, mm-hmm. negotiations that happen, uh, which are really, you know, representatives of all of the branches of the government uh, coming together. And so, um, you know, there's plenty of opportunities that if something's not in the budget that you want, that uh there's going to be hearings there's going uh, to be opportunities for your re- legislators uh and uh and and I as a democracy advocate i can tell you no matter the governor now it never seems to be that elections are funded in the way or or aid to county boards or anything like that is in the governor's budget it almost always comes from the legislature budgets and uh so um it, it it's, there's another step here right <laughs>
1: I do think it's important to point out, though, that in New York State, the um, executive branch has more power in the budget negotiation than the legislative branch. And that's a real, that's because of a decision called Silver v. Pataki from many few years back. And it basically gives the governor all the power. And that's something else that Empire State Indivisible is working to change on. There's a, there's a bill called the Budget Equity Act. And basically what that would do is restore a balance of power, how our government is supposed to work, a balance of power between the legislature and the executive in the budget process. Um, It's a constitutional amendment, so it would have to pass in two separate cycles and then go on the ballot for New Yorkers to vote on. So we are working probably in the later part of this year to get that passed in this cycle and then the next cycle so it can go on the ballot. And we've already seen
0: uh this year a legislature that is at least in the Senate, uh pretty independent uh from the governor, uh on you know, on, on, on several different things. And uh, we might as well just talk about it uh again is that uh, that we had the LaSalle nomination for uh Supreme Court uh, or for I'm sorry, for the Court of Appeals for the chairmanship of the of that, the chief judge. And uh just disclosure. I'm totally neutral on that. I, I don't, I didn't take a side in anywheres, uh, um, but it obviously, it was a historic thing that the Senate for the first time ever uh, shot down a nomination releasing committee for the chief justice. And now there's a threat of a lawsuit and a yeah. lot of the stuff going on. What was Empire State
1: Indivisible's uh, uh, position on that or or role? Yeah, So we were um, involved in this. We've been involved in this. This is what we're really we've been working on for months now at the end of last year, beginning of this year. Um, we were part of the No to LaSalle coalition. Um, we, we did not support the nominee LaSalle. We were not happy with that. We spent a lot of time, our members lobbying our state senators to come out in public opposition. We learned in that process. Well, my I, so I had a change in state senator this year because of the redistricting. Both of my, my former and my new state senator were both publicly opposed. We found in other cases there were a lot of senators who were opposed but didn't want to say it publicly. But we were very involved in that. Now what we would like is for the lawsuit, we, we want the governor to not sue. We think that's really going against what our government should be based on, a balance of powers um, and, and checking each other. Um, What we would want is the governor to put forth a nominee that we can all all support and a nominee that will take our court in a different direction, away from kind of a conservative court to a more more progressive court, frankly, and a court that can be the model and the protection against what I consider and I think many people consider a a politically radicalized Supreme Court of the United States. you know, I I don't expect SCOTUS to do any to protect my rights because clearly they took my rights away from me this year. You know, so I am looking for my New York State Court of Appeals, the highest court in the land, to protect my rights. And we need a judge, a chief judge who, you know, can live up and uplift that mandate. I'm glad you brought that up because the last time we talked,
0: it was way before the Dobbs decision, although we all were worried mm-hmm. that something like that would come down. Um, but you know, ha- living in a post Dobbs era is uh, different than what it was. Even thinking about it, I mean, in, in I think even many people had hope—not me—but many people had hope that they would temper their decision on Dobbs, and they just went full throttle and you know YOLO and and just went uh, as far as they could um, and, and continue to 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 act like they're going to continue to go farther. So. You know, but we did just have an Equal Rights Amendment uh, pass here in New York to the Constitution that will be on the ballot in 2024. It does look like Democrats are learning their lesson about constitutional amendments uh, Mm -hmm. in odd years. So that's good. Uh, But, uh, you know, how important is that in New York, you know, for
1: because of the
0: Supreme Court?
1: I mean, it's it's so I ran for State Committee, Democratic State Committee this year in June. Um, in May and June, basically. And when I was talking to voters, and obviously I was running when the Dobbs decision happened. um, It was the only thing I talked about. So I probably talked to 3000 people in my community. And that was what we talked about. Like we have to, we have to do something we have to make sure we have to, you know, make sure that it doesn't happen here like it does the law doesn't we we expand the right and protect ourselves in New York. But also we have to do something like fundamentally within the Democratic Party so we can protect ourselves in the future and change things in the future. Um, it is it is incredibly important. It is also one, of, it's probably the first issue I ever organized on in my life. So it's very important to me. Um, I also will say I'm from Pennsylvania. I grew up in Pennsylvania. And I, when I was about, I don't know, I was a teenager when Robert Casey Sr. became governor and he was a democratic governor who was anti-choice and so it was a very frustrating you know here I am a democrat in this state and we were happy to have a democratic governor in what was really a red state at the time but he was anti-choice and it, it very much felt like you know this isn't this is hurting my rights and the and some of the laws he put into place are the laws that were the basis of the Texas laws that eventually turned over Dobbs. So we, we just, it's, it's so important. And the last thing I will say about this is abortion rights are the, the you know, they're the sign of what's to come. It's you, They start there, but then it's gay marriage and, you know, all the different rights that we have and we should have, they're, they're coming for. That's sort of the concern.
0: So you know, this is a democracy podcast. That's what I, I started this for, and, and you know, we've talked about a lot of the other things that Empire Indivisible is working on. But I know you've been allies in the, in the in in changing New York's uh, you know electoral um, system, which was pretty bad, <laughs> for, yeah. right? And in many ways, we've done a lot um, yeah. to change it. I, I know I've talked to some lawmakers, and we're talking about like, well what's left to do. I mean, it's all small stuff and small stuff's important because yeah. like we had a big, a, a big, small bill, I guess is a way to call it. Is that the wrong church bill that was passed last yes. year? That's big yeah. in 2024. Yeah. That's going to save tens of thousands of voters uh, intentions. Um, and uh, that's, you know, even though it sounded like a small thing, You know, tens of thousands of voters are are important, especially in these close races that we've seen. Absolutely. Uh, But so, what do you? uh, What are some of the things that Empire Indivisible is targeting democracy-wise, or are or or, or are you focusing on that right now?
1: Um, we have several bills. It's, you know, th- we did do a lot. Um, we One bill that we like and we support is the Democracy Preservation Act. It passed the Senate last year, but didn't pass the Assembly. It's back this year. And basically what it does is it um, ends um, contributions from kind of foreign influence or foreign businesses into state elections. So it stops that influence. Um, and then, you know, another big priority is is still, even though they failed on the ballot initiatives, is enacting no excuse absentee voting and same-day voter registration in New York and working to get that done. Um, if it mean it probably will meet another constitutional amendment, but we have to do it and we have to find out a way to do it so we don't get defeated by, you know, a $40 million spend by Republicans. We we have to figure that out. Um some other things, um, as I mentioned, making sure that some of these bills have the funding they need. I would say, I think this is something you definitely want is board of election reform, um, banning hybrid voting machines that are not secure, restoration of rights for um, currently incarcerated um, people. Um, Let's see what else. Oh, and then really interesting, I didn't know this, but I I knew that the ballot initiatives when they're on the ballot are often really dense and confusing to read. There is a bill, um, about simplifying those that language and putting it at like an eighth grade reading level so everyone can understand it. I would say like it's, they're dense and hard to understand. So the idea is make it understandable so people can actually vote for something that they would want if they understood it. So that's kind of where we are. I will also say Empire State Indivisibles, one of our core things is just getting New Yorkers engaged in civic life, however that looks for them. Like coming out and doing something with us, Going to a rally, voting, getting other people to vote—whatever it is, it's just engaging New Yorkers to be involved. You know,
0: I—you mentioned BOE reform, and that's actually not something that we're against. Uh, we're, we're, you know, we're, we we would love some reforms. Yep. We would also love resources, and I think that's yes, one of the things that my caucus is fighting yep. for this year. Is wow. that there, there's such a disparity of resources from county to county and state aid. Which is not in the budget. I know. <laughs> that was released I by the governor. Them, but I'm not surprised. Uh, you know, for capital increases and stuff like that. That's something that we're going to be fighting for. As, yeah, because I
1: mean, um, yeah, I'm very lucky to live in New York City where the state the city has, you know, has it's a well funded by the city. But yeah, that I, I completely agree. Yeah. It should be funded. Yeah. So um, you know, we're we're starting to get
0: towards the end of the time that I like to have these podcasts run. Uh and uh but uh uh, I always like to end with the question: What haven't we talked about? What's important out there for either you personally or Empire State Indivisible that you'd like uh, to bring up uh, here up in upstate New York?
1: <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say two things. Yeah. First, is my personal thing is <laughs> civics education from kindergarten through senior in college for public in public schools. Actually, I think it should be in all schools because I had the good fortune of growing up in Pennsylvania where I had civics education from like first grade through my senior year of high school. And I think it made a big difference because I am very engaged and I th- all my high school classmates are very engaged. And I think that's why. That's one. Second, I want to encourage Democrats across the state to run for party offices for state committee, district leader, judicial delegate. Um, whatever those are, and it's a little bit different in every county, run for those offices. It's it's not, you don't have to invest a lot of money. It's petitioning, it's talking to people and running and then going to those meetings and making change within the Democratic Party that will lead to a changed, you know, how we do things in government.
0: I mean, that's all great. I, I don't know if you know this, if you saw our uh, the caucus uh, legislative priorities, but we actually, as a bipartisan uh wish on uh from the new york state elections commission association was we're looking for money for voter outreach yeah. uh, because that's one of the things that our counties never give us money for and yeah. so if 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 the state would give money that is tagged for that then the boards of elections could do a lot more voter outreach than we than we do right now and uh and in some boards it's none because we have zero dollars for it so
1: uh, I will add that to my list of things I asked my state senator and assembly member for.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, great. <laughs> Good. We got to keep it. We gotta That's how it's done. You got to talk to your individual, the that's people right. who represent you. That is how it, uh, change happens. So, um, Danielle, thank you so much for coming back on uh, Zuman's Army and spending some time with me today. Uh, where can people find out more about Empire State, uh, um, Indivisible, um, or indivisible as, as a whole?
1: Um, EmpireStateIndivisible.org. Um, I'll,
0: I'll throw it in the, yeah. it in the chat. And,
1: um, <laughs> and then if you Google Indivisible, I think it's. I think if you just Google Indivisible.org, you'll find Indivisible. And, um, to,
0: and they have the, I believe the website has the local individual. individual yeah, it website. does.
1: And also a lot of really good information about what's happening on the federal level and how to call and talk to your local representatives if you're nervous about it. Yeah, We didn't really touch on that mess right
0: now, but uh, that's okay, we got a lot of stuff to do here on Thursday. Uh, but uh, you know, we, we, we've we had some podcasts about uh, the mess on the federal level recently yeah. as well. So, Danielle, thank you very much for coming okay. on, and uh, and I'll see you next year.
1: Great,
0: great. And that was my uh, interview with Danielle Brecker of Empire Indivisible. Uh, great conversation. I uh, was really thankful for her to come on and share her perspective on the New York State budget and everything else, but also the great work that Indivisible is doing in and around everywhere in New York State and throughout the country. So uh, coming up this week, uh, this weekend, I'll be doing uh, a weekly walk on uh, the voter registration forms uh, processed by the Onondaga County Board of Elections in 2022. And then next week, uh, Commissioner Nakar uh, that will be on, uh, valentine's day i know i'm gonna express my love to all of you but it's also to fall in love with your party day uh th- that commissioner and carr will be talking about the registration system that we have uh being put in place to be ready for the upcoming uh, petitions that's what i'm going to be focusing on and then uh and also the upcoming signature requirements uh that will be uh, uh published shortly later on that week and then hopefully the next uh, week's weekly wonk after that next week will be about redistricting with the county ledge and common council districts as we have completed that process and moving on from there so uh enjoy the rest of your day and remember to go to DustinZarney.com to uh subscribe you'll get all content and election news updates that i put on there I uh, usually do a post once a day or something like that, uh, But uh, uh, and you are getting an email. It's always free. I pay for that out of my own pocket. I don't take any money. I don't raise any money. I don't do advertising for it because it's part of my education mission uh, to uh, inform voters about all the things that are going on in Onondaga County and New York State. Thank you very much, and enjoy your day. Bye-bye.